Halloween is here, updates abound, and we spill some secrets from the secret world. All that and more coming up right now. This is the AIE Podcast. This is the AIE Podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the AIE Podcast, episode 121, broadcasting from beautiful Northern California. This is Gomez. Hey, hey, party people. Joining me from only a quarter of the state away is Aludra. I think you're awesome. And coming at us from the deep south out in central Alabama is Accuzod. Greetings. This is Accuzod. So what has been going on with you guys in the World of Warcraft? I'm not even going to say the other games because I know that's where the both of you are playing. Like, there's oh, no pandas. question that that's what's going on. Pandas, pandas. I can tell you, I am enjoying WoW more than I think I have in a very long time. Just you know, I'm, I love leveling characters, but uh, my panda is now 83, and uh, what? bring him up as a brewmaster tank I just from zero. Last, <laughs> you started from zero, and you're at level 83. Oh, that's nothing. If anybody knows Kefis, I think he he leveled uh, one to ninety in about two days. Yeah, he almost beat somebody we know uh, from eighty-five to ninety. So it was really hilarious <laughs> to watch. That that it was like, oh my god, no, you can't beat me. <laughs> and he's like, well, pick it up. Yeah, yeah play the game. It machine. helps. But no, having an absolute blast. So, uh, what have you been up to, Gomez? I have been playing some Borderlands 2. Has been fun. Just exploding people's heads and such. I was able to get in. I'm, I think I'm almost done with Egypt in the Secret World. And I believe the next uh, the next zone after that, I think, is Transylvania. So I will be looking very forward to, you know, going into the spooky part of the game. And I am a little terrified because I was able to run with, like, uh, Ralphie and, I think, Mattress and Syndrake. I think the people that are on our show. <gasps> but, um... I kind of got a wake-up call, like, oh, maybe the spec that I've been using for two-person healing is not a spec that is actually viable for, like, group healing. So um, I'm trying to sort of shore that up and get, like, a little bit different ability sets and see if, you know, that will help get a couple more direct heals. Because a lot of what I do is a leech heal, which means... I shoot my offensive target and it sort of slowly drains hit points into my defensive target. And that works for 90% of the stuff that like Muli and I do in the secret world. But in the five man, it turns out bosses hit really, really hard in that game. So uh, (laughs) it's like, oh, my slowly trickling up heal isn't really cutting it anymore. So it'll be very interesting. And it's kind of sad in that I had a pretty decent set of gear at one point, but now pretty much all of the quests I'm doing are like, oh, that's an upgrade. Oh, that is too. But when we get the guests on later today, I definitely need to ask them about, like, as a healer, what other stats I should be doing. Because I know plus healing, duh. Like, that's yeah. something I should obviously be doing. But, like, should I also have some attack? Because some of my heals are based on how much damage I do. So... Like, there's this balancing act that I'm not exactly sure what stats I should be waiting and all that other stuff. So, it's certainly interesting. Like, it's not very cut and dried. Like, a lot of, you know, WoW will actually tell you, this stat will do this for you. The secret world doesn't really do that. So, you kind of have to do the math yourself. Well, you know why? It's a secret. Exactly. Yeah, it is a secret. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man, no, I I can relate to the healing trouble. I've got a baby Mistwalker healer monk panda, and I was uh, I got her all this leveling gear, and it's really sad because I think I try I want to go tank now, but that happens. Yeah, tank is fun. <laughs> no, she is everything like leveling except for the ring. Uh, for healing, and <laughs> I'm like, of course, of course, I want to do something else, of course. And I'm in there, and I'm, how do I heal? Wait, what? And then panda <laughs> tanks like to roll away. It, they don't understand the concept. I can't see you. Bye bye. You're dead. So I'm in there, and I'm doing one heal because that's all I got. And I'm like, now what? And I'm in vent. So I'm like, guys, now what? And they're like, oh, you can DPS and be healing. What? Excuse me? <laughs> I get to kick in the face and you get heals? And everybody's like, yeah, you get to do that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Wait, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be specking for int and stuff, right? And they're like, yeah. Hmm. This is interesting. So do you yeah, have to spec for, it, like, int and hit rating? Because I would imagine that you're, you're unless that certain spec also uses int for hit rating, I imagine you'd be missing all the time. You know what? I'm not missing. Okay. I'm like running might be around. Doing most of the uh, healing classes, I know I know when they go into their their alternate spec, they they use spirit to get their hit. Yeah, it's that not is an true. Alternate Mistwalker spec, does. Though, this is my Mistwalker yeah. spec. So I have no idea. I haven't even I didn't even bother. I haven't even seen Miss because I'm questing because what else are you going to do when you're waiting for a dungeon? And I haven't seen a Miss message in ages. Okay, well, well, that's that's good because I know that that was a pretty rough call when I was like, "Oh, hey, we need you to DPS in this fight," and I was like, "No, you don't. <laughs> that <laughs> you that is not going to go well for anyone." <laughs> My God, <laughs> so Luger brought up a good point about the um, uh, playing the brewmaster or the panda tank or monk tank. A lot of their their self heal abilities is based on the this uh, this function that has or this feature they have. When you hit a mob, you have a chance of causing a sphere to appear next to you to your left or to your right and if you run into that sphere it heals you a large amount so it's a good heal mm -hmm. but you got to keep moving side left and right left and right and the way i play my, i just don't have my fingers in the right places to be moving left and right so i have to stop my rotation to move and, and run into a sphere to heal myself so oh you with your mouse no i use the arrow keys on the keyboard actually so there's no the, you know just the, my right arrow turns right it doesn't strafe right oh. i'm not a wasd player no, me either, because I have my one, two, three, four buttons. But I'm saying uh, I just put auto run on my mouse, and then I just steer like uh, that. You got to turn. You have to step left and step right. That's the problem. If it was like forward and backwards, it'd be no problem at all. But stepping left and stepping right while I'm trying to you know click on abilities and spells and stuff is is a bit of a challenge for me. Well, it's you know you have to adapt your playstyle. I guess that's how they keep the game fresh. It's like, hey, the way you were playing before won't work anymore. So yeah. that's true. <laughs> so good luck to you. <laughs> Congratulations, Aludra. You're now a frost mage. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and now your rotation. I've I've seen the joke tweets about rotation where it's like three lines of ones and then a two for like some of the new major no, rotations. No, doing it wrong. <laughs> that's our game. You need to put on your living bomb and then you spam, I spam three, which is my frost bolt because two is my little frozen orb. And then when anything procs, then I jump to four and five. So I don't know about this. You, you need the bomb on or else you're not going to get your mana back. Yeah, no, I have no idea. I, I played a mage, I think up until level 32 and I was like, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. And I stopped. 
So that's yeah. uh, to answer a uh, Sybil in the chat room is pandas waddle left and right, but not quite enough to step into the spheres because that would be awesome if they did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if it just like as a mechanic would step you into as you're walking around, that that would yeah, be yeah, awesome. as you want you have to waddle into a sphere. That'd be great. So we do have our guests uh, Mantis and Sindrake from the Secret World patiently waiting. So do we want to get to news here? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, yes. Let's, Let's drop nice. into AIE news. AIE news. All right, we've got a new guildy of the moment. Congratulations to Najara, aka Serene Fury. I'm hoping I'm saying those correctly. If not, please let me know. Members had these great things to say about this uh, applicant. Uh, ready to help at the drop of a hat. I'm not sure how often you drop a hat in the game, but I think it's still pretty ready. Uh, funny and respectful to other guildies. A great guildie, really active in turntable.fm as well. Hey, nice to see people branching out. So three cheers for Ninjara. Najara. Najara. I know I'm saying that wrong. Mm, and, it's okay. <laughs> Najara. 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 Hey, you know who you are, and we think you're awesome. Yes, we do. And if you know somebody who makes the AIE community just a bit of a happier place, please send your officers a note at officers at aie-guild.org so we can recognize them. Yep. And uh, I think hats drop quite often, Zod. Um, oh, it depends on what boss you kill. Here. Hey-o! Yeah. That, that's quite true. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween events have seemed to start to spin up in a variety of games. It looks like from a few points... Posts from the forums thus far, we have The Secret World, Star Wars, and World of Warcraft firing up. We're just going to bet there's a f- will be celebrations across the game universe, except for Eve, because... Eve so might. I, I have no idea. Like, maybe they do celebrate Halloween in space. They certainly do in Star Wars, so, well, how you know. Would you, would, how would you coordinate that? I mean, in Star Wars, it makes sense. It's like an alliance, coalition, group of planets that know each other, even if they're not best friends. <laughs> so... We'll, we'll see. We'll see if, yeah. you know, something magical happens. So someone, perhaps after Eludra's heart, has proposed it might be fun to have an AIE pet battle tournament. Uh, check out the forums. This is just literally, I think it was either yesterday morning or today. Uh, someone was like, hey, this would be really cool. So if you want your input on how this is going to be run, definitely check the forums. We've got a link in the show notes. Oh, we've got to do pet battles. Eludra, get on that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I've been slacking in pet battles. You're right. You caught me. Gotcha. Okay, Fall Craft Fair dates are looming closer, and the forums are abuzz about it. November 10th and 11th are just around the corner, and there are a, are a variety of posts pointing to uh, going-ons, including the upcoming raffle. One of the prizes is a jeweled onx panther mount, and that thing looks sweet. Yeah, it does. I'm jealous, because I know I'm not going to win, but... <laughs> It's still fun, though. It's virtual money, and you can still win a cool prize. Exactly, so. exactly. So I'm not, I'm totally entering. A friendly reminder for all the new people joining AIE due to all the new games and expansions hitting lately. Please do not share the vent password with non-AIE folks. This is a free resource for all guildies to use, but we have to make sure the password is not shared out on public forums. Check Umami for the updated passwords when they change. And we just had to change the password because of something like this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. if you got somebody you want to uh, join us in Vent, invite them to AIE. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we just, it's like we have two weeks and they will be able to join. There's really no, there's no minimum requirement other than if they're new, first week of the month. That's, I don't think that's a very stringent requirement. The, you'll just have to find a solution until you know you can get that person in but it's it's definitely something that we need to keep in mind yeah 
And uh, do remember, we have an AIE town hall meeting coming up on the 26th of October. This is your chance to find out what the AIE gaming community is up to in various games and other fun stuff, like what the officers have been doing and what's planned for the future. Uh, keep in mind, this tends to fill up the event server quite a bit. Uh, we ask that um, there is a good chance that you might be asked to have your raid team find another resource if you ha are happening to raid on this evening, simply because we have had, I think, you know, 200 people show up in the vent server or more and that, you know, if your vent team can't get, or if your raid team can't get in, there's nothing we can really do about it. This is, we don't schedule these terribly often. So just account for that. It is a week from Friday, I believe. Yeah. We do apologize for the inconvenience. Mm-hmm. We totally do. And this just in, Najara says, Gomez said her name right. Oh, okay. So, Najara. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just, you know, okay. pronouncing it more fancy, I guess. And that was correct. Fancy is <laughs> awesome. All right. Next up, Rifts. 1.10 patch has been released. This pre-expansion patch revamped, uh, revamped a lot of the gameplay, including doing away with factions. Well, except for PvP. So now Guardian races can join AIE. That is just awesome. Isn't it? But that is just so cool. But that's not all the patches done. There have been changes made to classes, professions, questing zones, heck, you name it. Players who have let their accounts lapse can play for a free weekend coming up in November. So come and check it out. Also, the officers of AIE Rift are starting up some new events. Weeklies on Wednesday nights and raiding Hammernail Fortress on Mondays with allies. The fun starts on both nights at 7 p.m. server, which is Pacific Time. The officers of AIE present the Galactic News of the Week. Patch 1.5 is on the public test server now, HK51 questline. The quest details are on the AIE forum. Warning though, spoilers are abound. A few members of the Lord of Light team jumped onto the t test server and completed the HK questline. Without spoiling anything, we'll just leave it by saying it is spectacular. New area on Belsavis called Section X with new dailies and a new world boss, Dreadtooth. Nightmare mode for explosive conflict is now on the public test and will come with patch 1.5. Free-to-play information. More free-to-play details have recently been released, and it looks like you get all levels up to 50 for free. You also get about three war zones, three flashpoints, and three space missions per week, but you can unlock more with cartel coins. Cartel coins also get you expanded inventory, fleet passes, access to endgame gear, and lots of fun non-combat pets and mounts. They also added an account page that shows cartel coin balances for current subscribers, and those continue to accumulate while you are subscribed. Ops news. The ops team Lord of Light has taken down all except the last boss in story mode Terror from Beyond. Before we're running out of time on Sunday, we are convinced that the excellent DJ job by Guildmaster Pell in turntable pushed us over the edge in killing Kephas, not Kephas of AIE, but Kephas the Undying. The Imp Ops team, Sith with unlimited power, has done a full clear of hard mode Eternity Vault on their first time in there. These guys are moving very quickly up through the content and had to move into hard mode operations after trouncing story modes last week. This week we had a plus 10 Datacron run on the Empire side. A Datacron, if you don't know, is their little puzzles dotted around the world that give you a permanent stat 
boost. But the plus 10 Datacron, which gives you plus 10 to every stat, is the mama-papa of all Datacrons and requires coordination amongst multiple people all doing tricky platforming. We had a lot of fun. We got the Datacron for about 20 AIE people and even a couple of non-AIEers who were standing around wondering how this all worked because that is just how AIE rolls. And this Sunday, we'll be writing the exact same thing for the Republic side. We will be having a Halloween party on October 23rd at 8 p.m. This is organized by Jiu-Jitsu, and we will all be creating a new Imperial agent or bounty hunter. We're going to be dressing them up in scary costumes, and we're all going to have a Halloweenish name. Uh, we're going to have a, a fun party on Huda. We're all going to be hanging out in the Ventrilo ch- uh, Cantina channel, and we're also going to have a Halloween-themed turntable. World Boss Nights. On October 25th and October 30th, both Imperial, we will be doing a World Boss Night Run. Uh, we'll be doing all the World Bosses except for N- Nightmare Pilgrim. Why not Nightmare Pilgrim? Because it's very difficult. You need 16 geared level 50s to pull it off, and plus the game penalizes you for having more than 16 people during the fight. From the AIE SOTOR officers, thank you, and we'll see you in the game. And with that, well, they have been waiting patiently and quietly. We want to welcome out Mantis and Grimbane. Or, I'm sorry, Mantis, who is also Grimbane, and also Cindric. How's it going, guys? Who is also... Yes. Hey, guys. How many people <laughs> do we have today? Hold on. We have seven people. Well. <laughs> so, Two what has been each. going on in the secret world, if you can talk about it? Yes. Well, we can't I suppose talk about we can it. Talk we have to go now. It. Sorry. <laughs> this is going to be short <laughs> podcast. Yes. And that's our show. Thank you for listening. Well, there's been a few changes since the last time we were on. We've had three big content content patches released. The first one being called Unleashed, and that expanded on several characters in the game, lore-wise, and brought several new missions. Um. The second content patch was uh, pretty amazing, too. It brought not just missions, but the plastic surgeon, uh, the new hairstyles in the barbershop, and also the auxiliary weapon, which is just... It's hard to explain. It's, it's It's another ability. It's a rocket launcher. Come on now. Okay, it's a rocket launcher. <laughs> I want a rocket launcher. Whoa, I want a rocket launcher too. Yeah, so they, they had this this whole uh, ability of, like, you have your normal ability wheel that you pick everything on, and then there's a whole extra page now that you can pick, but each of these abilities costs 50 AP, and that's what all of the top-tier abilities cost on all of the other specs, but each one of them costs 50 AP. So for the crazy people... Like, the two of these guys, I believe they have several points in rocket launcher abilities because they have maxed out the other tree. Wow. So you don't just, you don't just get me. an ability? I'm sorry, go ahead. I said I'm a slacker, not me. Oh, Grim okay. Definitely got <laughs> um, well, I've got, I got three or four of the rocket launcher abilities, and I watched a live stream not too long ago that had a... The main guy, Joel, I can't remember his last name right now. Joel Barlow. He actually said that as they release more of the auxiliary weapons, they're going to increase the cooldown time 
but they intend to significantly increase the damage done by these auxiliary weapons. Oh, okay, so in other words, they'll they'll hit they'll hit harder, but you won't be able to use them as often. Yeah. Okay. Right now, you could basically fire a rocket launcher off at a mob, kill the mob, and your rocket launcher would be off cooldown by the time you got to your next mob. Oh wow. Okay, yeah, that's that seems pretty overpowered right now. Just a bit. <laughs> well, they're, they're not as powerful as it sounds. They don't do as much no. damage as you might think. Which is why they're saying increase the cooldown and, and also the power. So uh, I guess it'll feel more like a rocket launcher. Oh yeah, you, yeah, it's like you can't shoot very often, but when you do, you can blow up a tank, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Consider doing 200 hit points worth of damage right now, and having like a 15 second cooldown, say two minute cooldown, but 1500 damage. These auxiliary so weapons are really intended to be sort of an uh, additional utility to whatever build you're currently working with. So are they supposed to be like character and changing, or are they just kind of enhancing? You know, I'd they... say enhancing. Next one, by the way, Chainsaw. Oh, yes. Chainsaw Ooh. is the next planned one. <laughs> That's awesome. For those of you that are ready to wade into groups of zombies, there will be a solution for you. There's actually chainsaws quite a few... Uh, times in quests that you basically have to get a chainsaw, then you have to get gas, then you wade into a you know room full of enemies and cut them up. But this will be something that you can use on a regular basis and don't have to find fuel for. And who, nice. who hasn't wanted to do that? On a <laughs> exactly, basis? exactly. Well, not me. <laughs> um. Also, with the. Uh, previous patches that we've gotten we've all um, the layers have been completely revamped i don't know if you know very much about the layers gomez i uh, nothing in fact think of it as sort of like an above ground dungeon now but instead of having to worry about trash generally each individual fight you do you require to have all five people oh wow so no formatting like we did the other night while we were waiting for Drake to come. <laughs> oh man, that well, did not work out you well. Can, you can foreman, but makes the fight a lot longer, and it just doesn't pay off as well. Well, and also it's, really it probably stresses out your healer a lot more because I know that I'm glad that I have a push to talk button on my vent because the. Oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, except I wasn't saying that, um, was certainly happening when we were trying to run the, until we got the fifth person, and then it evened out a lot. So it, it, it makes a big difference when you have, like, a high damage fifth person join the guild, or join the group. That makes a huge difference in some of those, so I can imagine raids are even more. Um, yeah. One thing that has definitely changed about the lairs, they, uh, now there's now two side missions you can pick up outside of each layer, which give you, as a reward when you complete them, a blueprint piece. And basically what the blueprints are, are, um, you know, the crafting win the crafting window. Yes. Basically Minecraft. We'll just say it's Minecraft. Uh, I don't play Minecraft because I'm not going down that black hole of time. Well, so you will have to explain it to those of us that don't play Minecraft. You make the shape of what you want, 
Oh yes, and the crafting window in general. Yes. Yeah, but uh, anyway, the boss blueprints. There are nine individual pieces, and each piece, once you put it in, you have a picture of the uh, boss, and then you get a summoning ability. You go to the lair, and there you can summon what is a zone boss. Each zone has, I believe, two bosses, and then the zone bosses drop blueprints for what is called a region boss. Oh, wow. Which is significantly harder. And even then, the region bosses drop what's called world boss blueprints, I think. If I'm remembering that correctly, I'm pretty sure that's right. Wow, I sort of lose track of how it all works at that point, but uh, (laughs) we haven't gotten that far. We have literally oodles of blueprint pieces, and next Wednesday, if we have enough people online to do a lair night, we plan on doing our first boss summoning. We currently have enough for, I believe, maybe three bosses, maybe four. Oh, nice. And so are, are those epic loot tier or like like QL10 purples or those? It starts I've... with a QL10 blue and the uh, region boss moves up to purples. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, so I, I cannot imagine what the uh, the world bosses drop then. I wonder if they're moving into a color I've not seen yet in the game. It's, it's still purple, but it's still purple, but it's like, like, you know, in WoW, it's like, Point one, point two, point three. Oh, okay, raid tier stuff. Here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that sort of deal. So just like imagine a high, a high, really high tier epic item. Uh, let's see. Those raids have really, uh, they've straightened them out a lot. If anybody has ever tried to do a raid from early on in the game, those were uh, horrible, not fun grind fest, basically. Uh, they just kind of felt directionless. A bunch of people just running around in a circle, killing things and hoping that these ritual fragments wait. would drop. Wait, but wait, wait. That's not a viable gameplay strategy? <laughs> to make it a horrible <laughs> grinding. Yeah. No, no, no. Running around a circle and just hoping, you know? I mean, that's how I play WoW. I've been doing it wrong? <laughs> I think we well, call that herbalism. Play, I guess. Oh, herbalism. <laughs> <laughs> or mining, just running around in a circle hoping you'll see a dot. <laughs> so I know- Slayers are a lot of fun now compared to what they used to be. It's a more focused experience. You've got a set goal in mind and you're going in, you're getting your you're guaranteed to get these ritual fragments when you complete the missions. So it's the 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 whole progress feels a lot more structured. Okay, that's good. So it it's as long as you complete it, you will get closer to the goal that of summoning a larger creature. Yeah, I mean okay. the drop rate is good too. We have a ton of these fragments, like uh, Grim was saying. There, we're just we're just ready to start summoning bosses. Uh, we've had maybe two or three layer runs, and we've been doing Carpathian Fangs, which is the third Transylvania zone. And we have, I believe, just what I've grabbed. I've got sixteen pieces in the uh, guild bank. We're running out of bank space. I'm running out of personal space for him. We're, we, we're, we're going to be summoning some bosses. 
So so you guys can tell me this. So I I'm in the oh my god the city of the lost sun. Uh, what is it called? That uh, sounds correct. City of the sun god. City of the sun god. That's what it was. Um. So is that like am I? I think I'm more than halfway done with that. Is the next zone Transylvania? Sure is. Yes. Okay, good, good. Because I, although it's neat and everything, like I'm really enjoying, you know, translating hieroglyphics and everything. I'm really ready for a change of not sand anymore. <laughs> I very much felt the same way as you when I was at that point. <clears throat> now it's time for something else to replace the sand so you can get sick of that and then long for the days of sand. Well, yeah, but it's just like this the sand, it's really neat. Like you get a you get to meet a zombie that is actually well, he's not I guess he's not technically a zombie, but it's basically a guy he's more of a mummy that's been around for, you know, thousands of years, but he's a quest giver and he's wearing like a thousand pound suit. Like I love that guy. He <laughs> He's a really neat, like, he seems like a character from Indiana Jones that is a quest giver. So there are certainly neat environmental things, but it's just, I'm ready for something else. Like, I don't get to play as often as I would like, but I'm like, okay, done with the desert, ready to move on to, you know, you know, a, a different type of, because the first section of the game is sort of like H.P. Lovecraft, sort of Cthulian horror the second is the, you know, ancient Egypt mummies and zombies and that sort of thing. So I'm really curious to see what the third one is going to be. So that that will be, you know, fun to get to. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I love Transylvania and uh, I'm not sick of it yet. Sweet. I don't need to change the, change the pace yet. Sounds like a good place to go to on Halloween as well. Oh, yes. No, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there will be. Uh, also, yes, the cat god, I believe, is what uh, just dropped recently. Or the uh, Yes, yes, it did. Yes. Speaking of that. Today, the Halloween event went live, and not to give anything away, if you watch the, there's a, they released a video of, on thesecretworld.com, of what this entails, and you start off basically getting a phone call, as soon as you log in, from someone that you've met before, and this is how you get the, uh, first investigation mission. So as soon as you log in, Gomez, you'll get a phone call. Okay. Is this and that's the... something I love, too, is you recognize these characters. Like, Was it... so, these characters are so memorable. As soon as she starts speaking to you, you remember the voice and go, oh, yeah, I want to go back there and visit her and see what's going on. So I, I seem to remember I saw the name of who called. Is that the the um, the gypsy or the ser- person who sort of puts on the voice in the first town? Yeah, it's the fake fortune teller. Okay. Well, well, she was a fake fortune teller until she wasn't a fake fortune teller anymore. Exactly. <laughs> so, wow. So, yes. Well, she's she did it as an act for a long time, and then some bad stuff happened, and she's like, and now it's not fake anymore. So that's uh, that, that was sort of an interesting, uh, interesting storyline. Um, so I know that the secret world doesn't have the largest subscriber base uh if you guys want to talk a little bit about like what's what's happening in terms of the response they've given uh that sort of thing yeah i kind of did want to talk a bit about that actually because a lot of what you probably read on the internet about the secret world is a lot of doom and gloom well i guess that's kind of what you read about pretty much every game on the internet yeah well, that's yeah. very true <laughs> the mmo space is a little crowded right now yeah I yeah was warcraft was failing i was like oh yeah, I'm no, World of so Warcraft gone by next week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly. But anyway, I mean, you just read all this stuff about how the game didn't meet the sales expectations and uh, layoffs, et cetera, et cetera. And 
you know, I think there's probably a lot of reasons for that. It's strong competition, obviously. And, you know, I don't just mean stuff like Guild Wars 2 and Mists of Pandaria, which came out just after The Secret World. But, I mean, there's a lot of other games like Borderlands 2, Torchlight. There's, it's a big time of year for gaming. And, you know, The Secret World probably got a little bit lost in the shuffle there. Uh, the game, they didn't market it maybe as heavily as they should have. Uh, I mean, uh, Martin Bruzgard, uh, a former dev who was uh, laid off as a part of this whole deal, um, said a lot about, um, you know, the marketing, for example. It really seemed like they were tracking well based on the numbers in the beta, and then all this other stuff happened. They launched, and then immediately after, Guild Wars 2 and Mists of Pandaria uh, released they announced their release dates, so there you go. Um, and personally, I kind of think that the game, for some people who maybe did try it and didn't stick with it, it doesn't maybe give a great first impression to some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, something else that Martin Bruisgard mentioned uh, in the interview I read is that the Secret World team kind of made a, quite a few concessions while they're developing the game based on uh, the focus tests they were, they were doing. They were pretty much telling them the game is too weird uh, <laughs> that, you know? that's awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they kind of changed it up a little bit throughout the development process added a lot more traditional MMO features in my opinion though that kind of resulted in maybe hiding some of the things with the secret world that make it such an amazing game you kind of need to sink some hours into it before you really start to gain an appreciation of everything that's going on there and how everything works so well together so I mean the important thing about it all, though, is that they're really pulling through it like champs. I mean, they had all those layoffs. They had to delay the second update by a couple of weeks. But honestly, they gave us a new update every single month, just like they promised from day one. Uh, the Secret World's a profitable, profitable operation now, and they've started rehiring their staff. So, I mean, everything is looking up from this point. Well, that's awesome. Well, and, and also, I'm I'm really thrilled that they, they sort of stutter-stepped on their first, like, their first real content patch update, but they've been hitting them like clockwork since then. I mean, they went through the restructuring, and now it's like, wow, no, 1.4 dropped pretty much almost a, exactly a month, maybe five weeks, but really close to a month right after the last one did. So I, I'm really, really pleased that whatever they did, and I'm glad they're able to hire the people that were working on the game before because they obviously are were pretty steeped in the creation of the game. For sure. And that's what I was just going to say there. I think most people expected them to adjust their release date, but they didn't. Like They launched that one, and then almost right after, bam, here's the next one. It was great. And I, I, I feel really bad because I haven't even made it through like the base game's content. <laughs> so they're like releasing all this awesome content because I made it through the first, like basically the entire island. I made it through that and was had just started in Egypt and they added a whole bunch of story quests onto the first island. And so a friend who started playing a month after I did is like, oh, there's this totally awesome quest like did you? And I was like, no, I didn't see that. So at some point, I'm going to need to go back to the first zone and work my way through all of this stuff again. So I think it's really neat that they're not adding just stuff to the top tier. They're adding pretty much through the entire game. Yeah, and it's so cool going back to those early zones and revisiting these NPCs and seeing what's going on, progressing those storylines. Hmm. Yeah, sometimes they forget that, you know, now and then when you make a game, you know, sometimes you rush leveling. 
Not saying every game does it, not saying every game needs to go back to leveling, but seeing how a company will go back and go, yeah, well, we wanted to put more polish here. We're not just going to worry about endgame, but your path there. That's always really great to see. Exactly. The Secret World is sort of from day one when you first start. It's kind of endgame when you think about it that way Uh, because uh, really the whole process is not really geared towards maxing out your character's level. Uh, sure, the whole character progression is, is maybe a little bit similar to leveling, but the focus, in my opinion, in The Secret World, as compared to a lot of other games, is just doing and enjoying each individual mission. Oh, yeah, and the, the one thing I like about it is your character never says anything. So you're kind of always able to observe how these people, like these people know that you're quote special. Like they know that there is something very, very different about you. And just the reactions that the characters have with your character, I think are really, really interesting. Like they're like, oh, you you know, you're one of those people that showed up when the darkness came. And, you know, I'm really glad that you're here, but I'm not exactly sure what your, uh, like what your stake in all of this is. So it's, I think it's really interesting to see that sort of dynamic. That's great. Uh, so there is, uh, there's lots of stuff coming up. If you guys want to uh, mention, there's a bunch of content which promises to be happening soon. Uh, yeah, for one thing, for example, is issue four, which has been entitled, I believe, "Big Trouble in the Big Apple." Uh, as you know, Secret World has three main city hubs, which is New York. London and Seoul. London is more of the social hub where people go and just hang out. And they're actually talking about putting in a... Uh, actually, I've seen footage of it. They're putting in a theater for people to actually put on plays for each other. Wow, nice. That's super meta. <laughs> but like, wow. You actually... One guy gets controls. These these controls, he goes up in the balcony. He can control the lighting that hits the stage, like spotlight, color of the light, rain, heavy rain, snow. That's, and, uh, that's really crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's just like one of their little fun little things they're putting in. Also, what we get with issue four is, of course, the chainsaw, which we're all looking forward to. Oh yeah, it'll be our first. It'll be our first melee auxiliary weapon. There's... And it's a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and There's it's a chainsaw. Something we said about that. Apparently. Do you do you really need to say anything more? It's a chainsaw, ladies and gentlemen. That is it. <laughs> We're getting a chainsaw. <laughs> also, as the title says, "Big Trouble in the Big Apple." We go to London to experience our first raid, Tin Man, and uh, basically. London's London looks okay, right? Or not London, but sorry, New York. New York. <laughs> you want to go to London, don't you? Well, that's really, one, that's one of the main areas. There's, uh, is it Seoul? Seoul's pretty nice. Yeah, but just... there's Seoul, uh, London, and New York are the three main areas of uh, of Secret World. That's right. The three but, main uh, cities. With the raid in New York they uh, they plan on introducing of course 10 mans and 
they talk about the raid being less about just like in the dungeons there's not that much trash it's it's a story driven raid I kind of think of it like I mean if you want to compare it to like say you got the Lich King fight at the very end of the Lich King not Lich King uh, Death Knight when you're becoming a Death Knight that very last sequence where if you and like 10 other Death Knights are standing there and you participate in the fight it's it's a very story driven fight and that's what the raids in this game seem like they're going to be it's not just like go in, kill the giant dragon and get out there's a purpose behind it. Nice. They've talked a lot about how much they're putting into the atmosphere and all the little things that are going on in the raid that are just going to draw you into the experience as opposed to uh, a loot run. And yes, I, I, I would argue the first couple times I ran, you know, the stuff in Wrath of the Lich King, it was certainly story driven, but after you've seen it, you know, four or five times it's like no no no. we're just doing this to get to get our group geared up so we can actually take on the next boss but i've never really experienced that in secret world like i've i've done uh you know the first instance a bunch of times just because i've been running like newer people through it and i'm still always surprised i mean i'm not surprised because i know what's going to happen but it's always like wow they they focus a lot on uh, atmospherics in that game yeah very much so i i that's the one thing like while the game starts out kind of, you know, like any other MMO, sort of, the atmosphere, the difference in scenery. I love fantasy games, but I've played just about every free-based MMO out there and just about every paid MMO. And I needed something new, and this game just filled that void so well. And you prove that by getting every single skill and every single weapon. <laughs> yeah, I did okay. complete 100% of my ability wheel. Which, imagine people, okay, so he did the equivalent of, I'm going to level every single class to max level in WoW. That's about as much time as he put into the to things to get, it's, I mean, he literally can use every single ability the game offers, which is... I do not have that much free time. I applaud you, sir, but I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how you managed to do that. He's it much more helps. hardcore than me. Patience. <laughs> Whatever I can do to help out the cabal and do my role as either a tank healer or DPS and occasionally healer tank. Which well, I love really that you can do anything. It's great. Wait, wait. It was rather funny that um, when Mooley and I came on, you guys are like, whoa, you guys are a tank and a healer? You mean I can just shoot stuff? Like, <laughs> You yeah. both were so thrilled to not have to play either of those roles for like a single dungeon run. It was very amusing. It was a real nice change of pace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what we always well, figure if one of us is a tank, the other is a healer, we'll always be able to get a group. Like, that's that's the easy part. If you know, the if, ticket. <laughs> the one thing that I enjoy the most about this game that I have just recently discovered is the community and their ability to create the most amazing custom builds. Like 
most recently, I've only had one tank build, and it was very, well, it did its job, but it felt like you were just pressing one, two, one, two, one, two. <laughs> yeah, that happens. <laughs> but with this build, I have to hit one five times, and then do three, four, and then two five times, three, four, and then keep up two buffs, that's just six and six and seven on me consistently. But I take a lot less damage. I'm a lot less pain in the butt for the healer. And I do more damage than your average tank. It's a pretty Which nice deal. Very helpful. And it's <laughs> cool that the Secret World gives uh, so much freedom for people to build all these different things. There's very little in the way of cookie cutters and whatnot. Like, when you first started the game, Gomez, I assume that you were told to start building toward a deck. Uh, yeah, that's what I did, simply because I didn't really have any other guide. Another thing that they plan on introducing soon, I believe, is what are called starter decks, which are decks that are completely based on the inner wheel which means they'll be a lot easier to get. Oh, okay. And they will uh, sort of teach you the mechanics right off the bat instead of you having to worry about, do I go for this level 50, you know, or, you know, this this 50 AP ability or this 50 AP ability? Well, that's good because, yeah, at the beginning it's like, well, here, there's these decks oh, you're not going to get these, like, anytime soon. Like, I think I finally got my first deck completed, and a deck, basically, uh, for the, the folks at home, is um, they have a pre-designed set of specs that you can work to, and when you have completed, when you have actually purchased all of the abilities uh, for that deck, you get an outfit for that, like, I have the Necromancer deck, which gives me, uh, like, it's a basically blood... Uh, which is a type of magic and assault rifle. And it is, for the most part, a healing and utility deck. And as soon as I completed that, I got like a male in the game and I had a different like outfit my character could wear, which was the Necromancer outfit. And each one of the uh, three classes has three different combinations of... So like the Necromancer, there isn't an equivalent necessarily in the Dragon or the Templars, but it's there are different ones for each one of them. So it, it actually behooves you if you would like to see what all the different decks are to like start a character in each faction. Yeah, that's, that's basically what I've done. Since I've completed my Dragon, I intend to complete my Templar and my Illuminati. <laughs> that's so crazy. So... Looking off into the future, uh, what's going on? There apparently is something coming up in Tokyo. Uh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. So excited for that. Uh, yeah, we're moving into 2013 now, but uh, the first major, major content update with the new zone and whatnot is going to be based in Tokyo. Uh, they touched on Tokyo in the initial stages of uh, the base game, if you recall. That's where the... Uh, you know, that whole subway situation. But anyway, uh, this new zone is set in a walled-off section of Tokyo that's been overrun with all these supernatural horrors, and uh, the Arachi Corporation uh, is pretty much unsuccessfully trying to fend them off. Uh, there's 
going to be uh, you know a Japanese style graveyard there, populated by all these creatures from Japanese folklore and urban legends. And you know, there's a a list of some of those that I'd kind of like to be able to get into more, but maybe there some of it might be a bit graphic or disturbing. So I thought better of it. We, <laughs> but we will I have include some links, links the in the show notes. Entries. So if you would like to look up said things, we do have links in the show notes. But yes, we want to make sure that we're not scaring the children away. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that'd be bad. But that that whole idea of uh, expanding into Tokyo for the next sort of section of the story is super exciting to me. They even actually talked about pulling out some uh, noticeable things from like, well, Tokyo is a big thing with anime, you know? Oh, yes. Neo Tokyo, Tokyo, you name it. Yeah. So, oh, I also should mention that there there are mechs. <laughs> of course, there are. <laughs> <laughs> Expect to see some creatures that are potentially based on maybe anime subjects. I don't know how to, without saying anything too much. I don't. I just heard rumors. But I love rumors. That's what the secret world's all about. Exactly. That the game wouldn't be any fun without rumors. Yeah, that's one thing about the people that work for this, work for Funcom, Secret World. Uh, yeah, they they disclose a lot of information, and sometimes they just give enough to whet the appetite, so to speak. And we have, uh, so you you have in the show notes something about, uh, we've all touched on a little bit, but their commitment to uh, monthly content updates. Uh, yeah. As I said, that they've successfully released three of their monthly content updates, and their fourth one will come out more than likely sometime next month. We're not sure if it's going to be beginning or end, considering the they just unlocked the Halloween event. It may, it it really it may drop on the 29th. Like, there's no guarantee, of course, but it could happen. I expect we'll um, get it before long. That's just the one thing I hear people say about Funcom and saying it should be free to play. It's a dying pay pay to play is a dying model. This is the first game that I've played that releases a significant amount of content on a monthly basis that makes me feel like I'm getting what I pay for. And Instead that's a, of just paying to play, that's a that's a strong like attractor to keep people coming back. And they don't they don't have a huge subscriber base, but they have enough that they have said they are now profitable. So that's well, good for them. Yeah, no, I know it's, a lot of games struggle with that, but I mean, they clearly don't need the massive monster subscriber base that a lot of games seem to try to aim for to stay profitable. Well, people are trying to be wow and they can't uh-huh. be. Like that's that's not going to happen. That that was I think the wow killer is going to be whatever Titan is. Like I think wow the wow killer is going to be Blizzard when they pull that plug on that last server. Oh, that's yeah. going to be the wow killer right there. <laughs> That, you have to admit, I really like that philosophy. You know, you're paying us monthly, so we need to give you something monthly. That is, that's mm-hmm. a, a nice philosophy. Yeah, that's something I that, that I've heard them say repeatedly. Again, right from the beginning, you guys are giving us a monthly fee. We owe you something every month in return for that. And that's yeah, that's I I hope 
lots of companies will look at that and and decide that's a good idea. And well, some do it by you know subscriber rewards, like oh you're you're paying for us, so let us give you some more trinkets and gear and stuff, and that's not too bad. But content updates, I don't think I've heard of another game trying to keep up with monthly content updates like this. So that's pretty crazy. This is all just another reason too why I would really love to see. Uh, the secret world grow into a much bigger success is because they're doing so many kind of admirable things that it'd be nice for other companies to kind of look at that and go, okay, well, that really worked for them. Maybe yeah, we should you, try something like that too. You'd like you to know? see them rewarded for the things that they're doing. Yeah. I hundred exactly. percent agree. Especially if you're doing agree. it right. Which by my estimation, they definitely are at this point. Uh, you guys did touch upon it a little bit earlier. Uh, you mentioned, uh, so I think Monday nights are still five-man nights, correct? Yep, we're still going strong with that. Uh, we've consistently had a decent enough turnout at that uh, with, with the dungeon nights that we've had anywhere from one to two groups running every single wow. week. So that's that's been good. It's uh, We're... Uh, We've sort of got a, a main group that shows up every week uh, without fail, and we're we've, we're at the point now where we're doing sort of the Secret World equivalent of Heroics, which is Elites. Uh, but uh, the most important thing to remember about these, these Dungeon Knights is the point is to draw in new members and uh, include them into in the content, get them running the dungeons with us, and... You know what I mean? Uh, just to be as inclusive as possible. It's not about progress. It's about just playing with everybody in the guild. And let me so. tell you, ladies and gentlemen, these people are patient. They're so patient. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's You will good. never hear a raised voice. <laughs> well, except for oh. when we all go like, finally, we killed that jerk. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there's me. I'm I'm the raised voice. I'm the one screeching and squeeing and being all excitable, and everybody's like, "God, Aludra, I've got you on mute. You're too loud." There's definitely something about fighting a boss and dying ten times, and then finally getting that kill shot. Oh yeah. It well, and especially when you got someone there with us who's never done it before, it's awesome. Yes. Well, and it was really funny in that we. We did a valiant effort at formatting most of that dungeon that we were doing. And then we hit one boss and we're just like, we cannot do enough damage to take this guy down before like I completely fail at keeping anyone alive. And then we added the fifth person. I was like, oh, wow, this is how it's supposed to go. So it's a, <laughs> it was really, but I mean, it's compared to a lot of games and maybe, maybe WoW is the same way. It's been a while and I haven't really like, the money was never really an issue, but the penalty for death in this game seems very small. Like they know you're going to die a lot. That's just part of the mechanics of the game. You're so it's like, to die a lot. yeah, if you die 12 or 15 times, eh, whatever, like you have to pay, you know, 20, 30,000 gold or, you know, currency equivalent. And it's not a big deal because you can get that from a single quest. Wow. So, big yeah, numbers. They, they let you believe you're, you're filthy rich, huh? Yeah. It's, oh, I mean, one of these two guys, I still need to pay you back because I, I don't remember actually who it was. I was like, oh, yeah, we're looking to get like the last because instead of mounts, you basically get run speed boosts. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're short about 600K. They're like, oh, here you go. 
And I was like, how do you even have it? They're like, um, don't worry. You Soon there will come a time that you have more money than you know what to do with in this game. And that was, you know, very much the case. Like, I'm already starting to hit that point. Nice. Yeah, him, okay. Just give him credit. So if I ever start playing, hit up Gomez for money. Oh, yeah. Got and, it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, after I pay back, you said that was grim? Yep. Yeah, okay. No, don't worry. I'm serious. You don't got to worry about it. <laughs> As like, I said, like, once you hit a certain point, you're like, well, money's not going to really get me anything. So no, you just money. share the love. Money at a certain point is really for buying clothes. It, it really, really is, yes. I'm going to say, the auction house in this game has improved significantly from as it has gone from not working at all to functional and somewhat usable. Sweet. It was certainly better than the Star Wars auction house started out, which was oh. a train wreck. <laughs> Yes, but I they have improved it. Stuff. I will. I will totally give them props. They have improved it by leaps and bounds. So, uh, I have to say that there are mods out there that significantly improve these games, just like in WoW. Mm-hmm. And one of them is an auction house mod that just helps so much in finding things and. Getting what you want when you want it. So in the show notes, uh, you should put a link to that, uh, or at least the name of that, because I published basically the entire thing as show notes. So you should uh, you should definitely enumerate that in the show notes for a suggestion for people to use. Yeah, well, well I will. I, Good plan. I will say that Secret World is supported by the Curse Client. So all you have to do is download the Curse Client, put Secret World in as one of your games. And it'll give you a list of all the mods available. And all you gotta do is install them and you're good. So, yeah, uh, it's pretty simple, just like WoW. There are a number of things that you guys wanted to mention uh, to get more people in. Uh, why don't you go through those now? Yeah, just to toss at least a couple points quick. Uh, there still is a three day trial and. If you're not aware of how this three-day trial works, it's really actually kind of a five-day trial. It starts as a three-day trial. If you do 30 missions, it unlocks an additional two days that you can play for free and continue to check out the game. Um, and beyond that, if you try it, you like it, you can get it on Steam for $29.99. That's the regular price. So it's a good time to hop on it and check it out You know, when you're getting bored of Mr. Pandaria or whatever you're playing. Not saying that there's anything boring about it. It's great. I've been playing it, too. But uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, when you need a break, um, I mean, it's a really cool time to check it out, too, because we're seeing a lot of people on right now. I'm really active with the Halloween event, so it's, it's, it's hopping. It's a good time. And uh, unless Grim had anything else he wanted to bring up, I think that covers it. Um, I did have one thing I wanted to do, but I'm not sure exactly how to do it. If you guys have any uh, experience in this, just a straight-up giveaway. Oh, we always let uh, Ludra do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, straight-up giveaway, huh? So, we do have, it looks like, uh, a couple people in the chat room. I don't know if you want to do a chat room thing or if you want to do a... Uh... Hey, I'm in the chat room. That would be fine. <laughs> well, um, we can certainly... I, I have my magical I dice. Eligible. I will have to get Probably them not. from my bag, but... <laughs> there we go. Yeah, let's do let's do a random dice roll. How many people are in the chat room tonight? Yay! 
We have eight viewers, nine guests, and three moderators. So Well, I, I don't need it. I already have a I have a license. So um we could do a roll of uh ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I will, uh, you guys need to talk for a minute because I need to go get them because they're in my you bag. You don't and have a, uh, 1D8? Uh, one, no, it'd be 1D10, wouldn't it? Because yeah. the Eight two means- of you could certainly be eligible. Unless they say we're not. And then we're <laughs> right. not, and then we get to power. You guys want to be part of this role. I will gladly recuse myself for an AIE podcast listener. Okay. Yes, I will too. Okay, so we have, we have D8. Bad, um, how many of these yes. people? Well, okay, so... Um, if I roll a one, that's not going to work because that's grim. So that. <laughs> Fine, I'll take grim spot. There we go. <laughs> so uh, you guys talk for a moment. I need to get my dice out of my bag. I will be right back. Nice. So one thing we missed, I don't know. Actually, I may have completely just not heard it, but did we mention that Steam is $30 now on? Yes. Yes. Or did I say Steam? Okay. Secret World's $30 on Steam. Yes. What's the well, uh, monthly rate? The monthly rate is just like any other. Fourteen ninety nine. Fourteen ninety nine. Gotcha. The usual. That's, yeah, that that seems to be the standard price set now on. I swear that it would solve everybody's problems if they just went like seven ninety nine. Yeah, I know. I know. I th- I thought Star Wars. You know, I was going Star Wars. If you go ten dollars, you will have a million subscribers <laughs> for life. Yeah, because really. Ten dollars is like ten bucks. Is ten dollars okay? So. I am going to turn the camera on as much as I don't want to, but we're going to be doing that in the future. I need to get used to it. So I'm going to turn the camera on. You can see me rolling the dice here. Okay, we have number seven. Number seven. So, Stu. Yay! (laughs) Well, unless (laughs) Stu does not have time to actually... uh, play and he can choose to give it to someone else but come on Stu you know you want to give yeah. it a try oh yeah no I I have several several uh items of dice that I you know I have this I have my cube of d6s for Shadowrun I'm a huge nerd like there's no there's no debating that I'm gonna hide though again <laughs> bye-bye yeah I used to play uh GURPS and they always made that game so you could just use one you know six-sided dice and I used to change the rules because I like all the dice Okay, so uh, well, okay, Stu passed, so we'll right. we'll try this again here. I'm gonna turn the camera back on, so you know I'm not cheating. I don't know why I would cheat, but okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm rolling. Okay, we have a six. Who is number six in the chat room? Looks like Kav. Okay, Kav, Kav wins. Um, I'm not exactly yes, sure. Yay! Um, how we can get you this, are, are you a Steam member, in which case? Um, if you can email podcast at aie-guild.org, uh, we will get you your your Steam code. Ooh, yeah. Congrats. Congrats! Parties will be had by all Ooh. to celebrate secret your parties. ascension you into the them. secret world. Wait, no, we can't have a party for that because this is secret. Right. It's a secret party. There's a secret handshake to get in the secret door. Well, thank you both very much. This was a very informational show, and it's uh, it's good to have this sort of information about uh, the secret world. Uh, that is our show for this evening. We want to thank both Mantis and Sin Drake for joining us. Next, we'll be talking to the gang from Eve Online. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned, as we've got a full ride of great AIE member segments coming right up, including Mod Minute, Ask Us Mogra, 
overly dramatic news, Mega Minute, and Aludra's Pets. But first, if you need to reach us, we can be found at podcast at aie-guild.org is our email address. To reach us via Twitter, we are at AIE Podcast. Gomez is at Show Not Found. I am at Accusad. And Aludra is at Aludra underscore AIE. Our guest Twitters, uh, Sindrake is at Ratboyo. And Grimbane is at Sundry Photos. Sundry Photos or Sundry Photos? Sundry. Sundry Photos, okay. And our website is at www.theaiepodcast.com. And remember, words are hard. <laughs> I, I think someone was typing in some additional stuff into the show notes here. Congratulations on being a member of AIE, one of the largest and most fantastic gaming communities on the planet. Now, because AIE is so large, there is a very good chance that one of your fellow members may be living right next door. What if I told you there was a place where all of the information pertinent to you could be accessed in one easy-to-navigate website? A one-stop shop to organize meetups for BlizzCon, DragonCon, Nerdtacular, or even a small get-together at the local pub. Go to www.meetup.com slash alea-eocta-est-gaming-community and register. Put in your location and you'll have access to all of the latest events that AIE has to offer. That's www.meetup.com slash alea-eocta-s-gaming-community. AIE, where all the nice people on the internet are. What's up guys, this is Kevis, your friendly neighborhood monk, and today is very special because Mod Minute has reached its 50th minute. That's right friends, you've sat and listened to my voice for 50 episodes. So as my way of thanking you, I like to do what I always do and share a mod with you. So today, we're taking a look at Quest Pointer. Quest Pointer saves you the trouble of having to open your map every time you get a quest by putting the little quest tracker blips on your mini-map. Of course, I've developed such a habit of opening my map every time I get a quest, and then I tend to reopen it several times before I hit my objective because I tend to forget where I'm going. Alright, new quest. Now let's just see where we're going here. And we're off. Oh look, Ghost Iron! Wait. Where was that quest at again? But over time, I expect that Quest Pointer will remedy all of that. And I'm certain that it'll do the same for you. You can find Quest Pointer at Curse. You can follow me on Twitter at TheKefis. And you can learn more about Mod Minute by heading over to modminute.blogspot.com. This is Kefis. Until next time. Thromkar, and welcome to Ask Miss Mulgra. Your source on matters of etiquette in Azeroth. Today's question is, is Gangnam style something I can incorporate into my current home decor? Gangnam style is not a style but a meme, which I think is a new kind of fighting pet. I would not recommend keeping fighting pets that clash anywhere near an expensive sofa. I can, however, 
recommend Gang Up style. This is a style where you outnumber your enemy for a better chance at victory. Gang Up style is very effective against ogres. But don't let an ogre anywhere near your expensive sofa with his grape soda. I am Miss Mogra, and that is my advice. Akamagosh! Follow at Miss Mogra on Twitter or listen to previous episodes at MissMogra.com. Popular Orgrimmar resident assassinated. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. Well-known Torin Gammon was brutally gunned down today at his usual place in the Broken Tusk Inn. Witnesses report that two orc hunters entered the inn shortly after the lunch crowd had ebbed, purchased some food, and then calmly pulled out a rifle and shotgun and filled the unsuspecting bull with lead. Many were puzzled as to how the assailants were able to catch Gammon by surprise. One theory is that the Torrent had forgotten that guns can now be used in the cramped confines of the inn, and so didn't react quickly enough when the assassins pulled their weapons. Orgrimmar has been on edge for quite a while now, as the Corcoran Guard have been increasingly aggressive about punishing those suspected of being insufficiently loyal to War Chief Garrosh Hellscream. If Hellscream's personal guard was behind the murder, it's likely that his killing was meant as a message to Blaine Bloodhoof that his attitude toward the recent hostilities puts the entire Toran nation at risk. What is certain, however, is that the assassins were experienced professionals. Witnesses report that they were cool, efficient, and did not seem to care that they were seen. After checking the body to confirm that Gammon was indeed dead, the smaller of the two orcs uttered the only words spoken during the entire episode. Leave the guns, take the homemade cherry pie. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Welcome back to another Mega Minute with Megacode, a mini-cast on all things Holy Paladin. This week I review our level 75 talents. First one, Holy Avenger. Abilities that generate Holy Power will deal 30% additional damage and healing, and generate 3 charges of Holy Power for the next 18 seconds. Great for tank healing using Tower of Radiance coupled with Word of Glory, or raid healing using Holy Radiance and Light of Dawn. I'll be keeping this talent strictly for PvE. Second talent, Sanctified Wrath. Avenging Wrath lasts 50% longer and reduces the cooldown of Holy Shock by 50%. Since Holy Shock is one of our most used healing spells in battlegrounds and arenas, this talent definitely has its place in PvP, but probably could be slotted in on a boss fight here and there for PvE. Third talent, Divine Purpose. Abilities that cost Holy Power have a 25% chance to cause the Divine Purpose effect. Basically what that does is, your next Holy Power ability will consume no Holy Power and will cast as if 3 Holy Power were consumed. Last 8 seconds. A great passive talent that will get you some extra heals from your mana free Holy Power healing spells, which will definitely help out in mana conservation. Can be used in both PvE PvP. Now for right now I'm using Holy Avenger for PvE. Its healing throughput is really incredible, especially when combined with Holy Radiance and Light of Dawn. For my fun and battlegrounds I'm using Sanctified Wrath 
to get off more holy shocks while in the heat of battle. Hope this helps out, and thanks for listening. If you're on Twitter, follow me at FFPMMark with a C, or come check out my blog page at HealingSpec.com. Luger the Mannerly Mage here helping you build your pet army. Let's go to the farm. Hi ho the Dario, the farmer in the dell. No, not in the dell, the valley of the four winds. You can get your farm at Half Hill at level 85, which means that it's a great place to park your alts. Why would you do this potentially fatal, okay, almost assuredly fatal death run? Why, for a pet, of course. Since everyone is farming for cooking dailies and such, you can sell your crops for a pretty penny on the auction house, but don't think that's the only reason to farm. When you gather your crops, you have a chance to loot the Ominous Seed. Ooh, spooky. This seed will grow into a terrible turnip. This is a rare quality pet right from the get-go. He's an elemental pet too, so that means keep him away from critters. They like to nom him up. There's no word on the drop chance for the ominous seed yet, so you're pretty much just going to have to keep trying your luck. Hence your army of alts parked at various farms where they can't even earn rep yet. And remember, the ominous seed may be bind on pickup, but the pet is bind on use. Hey, if at the end of the day I get a pet, I'm pretty happy. Especially with his really cool weakening blow. More pets need that ability. If you like this segment, or you want to tell me how awesome I am, you can follow me on Twitter at Aludra underscore AIE. Have you enjoyed the AIE experience? If you'd like, you can help support the gaming community by sending a $5 or more donation via PayPal. All proceeds will be going towards community operations, events like BlizzCon, the community's website, and much more. You can find our PayPal link by going to our website at www.aie-guild.org. Thank you for your support, and thank you for being a member of Alea Ayakta Est. And there we have episode 121 of the AIE Podcast. A special thanks to Sindrake and Mantis for joining us and reviewing some secrets in their world. Shout out to MewCow for the show title this week. Next week, we'll be talking with the folks from AIE and EVE Online. I hope you'll join us for the live stream, and thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there!